0: Oh, and I wanted to do this. You're going to hit start on the old timer, and away we go. <laughs> okay. Ooh, short one this time. All right, y- CJ, yep. your prompt this
1: week is kitchen. Kitchen. All right, here we go. Three, two,
0: one. I think uh, we're both probably uh, thinking the same thing. Uh, as of this record, I think tomorrow we're going to go to Apt to buy some kitchen appliances i literally just got that from it to buy kitchen appliances. (laughs) Did you get any cookies?
1: I didn't get any cookies. Oh, I forgot about the cookies. Hey, welcome to the Over Talking Podcast with your hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hi, CJ. This is the show where we talk over TV shows and movies as chosen by our guests, but just the boys this week again because it's so damn easy and y'all have been saying how great these episodes are, uh, at least in my mind. (laughs) Can't get enough. We're gonna keep doing them. That's the reviews that I'm reading on iTunes. Which you should rate and review on Apple Podcasts. part, sorry, um, because you know, I I would imagine someone's listening to this probably, but it's hard to tell. So please go on there. They are. Yeah. So you, what are you getting at at Apt?
0: Dishwasher and a new oven.
1: Ooh. Okay. Finally. Well, do you have them narrowed down? I mean, we can cut this out, but like, how? which ones are you looking at? Because we just bought two of those as well.
0: <laughs> I don't remember off the top of my head. Emily did the research. I believe the dishwasher is a uh, Fridge Air brand, I want to say. Fridge Air. Fridge yeah. Air? Fridge Air. Fridge However Air. However you say that. Okay. I think it's Frigidaire Air, but I don't know. Frigidaire?
1: Could be, there could be two.
0: Um, it's, okay, it's cool. It's probably whatever the one. Yeah, Frigidaire. Air. Yeah, you're right. Nice. We, we went with the Bosch. And we went with a GE oven. I know gotcha. that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, what? I've been Somebody wanting a new oven <laughs> since we moved into this place. I hate my fucking oven. It sucks.
1: Oh, nice. That's yeah, good. It's, I'm so excited for all the new appliances. I'm sure you are too. Yes. We bought a new fridge as well, and then I mean, we're we're redoing our entire kitchen. For those who don't know, if I haven't already talked about it, which I think I'd have, but um, so we're getting all the new things. So it's yeah. uh, it's an exciting time. And right before we went to Apt, we went to pay for our cabinets as well so it's been uh, the most expensive day uh since i bought the house i think
0: so <laughs> uh yeah it's fun our dishwasher's been making it sounds really loud and sometimes when you when it's done there's still like a pool of water at the bottom of it it's oh like, no that's not good uh no. and yeah just doesn't seem to do a good job Uh, and then the oven, yeah, the oven sucks. Uh, that's been my biggest gripe about this new place is if you set, say you preheat it to like 350 degrees, Mm -hmm. it will, you know, does the beep of like, Hey, I'm done preheating and I have put in a a thermometer inside of it. So I, cause I don't trust the thing. Cause then when I go and check the actual thermometer, when it says it's done at 350, it's about at 200 degrees. It's just an entire 150 degrees off. Wow. Yeah. And so we literally have to like plan our dinners around knowing it'll take a good half hour for the oven to like preheat to 400 degrees or something. Yeah, that's not worth
1: it. You guys have been having bad luck with ovens. Right before you moved into this place, you had an
0: oven issue, right? Yes. All right. At our old place, our oven died. And then <laughs> right. we moved to like three months later. <laughs> so, so like I just got used to a brand new oven and then we moved into this place and couldn't take the new oven with us. God. Yeah. Well.
1: Pretty soon, both of us will be enjoying some brand new appliances. It should be real fun. We'll, we'll
0: talk about it. Yeah.
1: I'll be excited. Good.
0: Ken, also, I, I was recently in Puerto Rico. Oh, that's right. How was it? It was nice. Uh, I got to spend a lot of time in the sun, did some hiking, spent a day at the beach, went in the ocean. Cool. Uh, it was all fun that's, things. That's where Emily's brother lives, right? Yes. My okay. my now uh, brother and sister-in-law. Yeah, they that's live right. down there. Cool. Spent a few days there. Uh I mainly bring it up, though, to I kind of want to just level set of where we are as a society and when it comes to air travel. Okay. (laughs) So say, you know, plane lands, you've been on the flight, everyone kind of understands that you wait your turn to exit the plane, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you go in order of the rows closest to the door. So the people behind you shouldn't be getting off the plane before you do, correct? (laughs) Yeah. So many people when we landed, like, are already moving a few rows above, start clogging the aisle. It's like, first of all, where are you going? The door hasn't opened. Like, you can't get off. (laughs) Right. Okay, so I am torn on what side of this to take.
1: Because I am one of the people who will stand up as soon as we can do it but that's fine i do not move outside of my two feet of aisle space that is next to my chair i do not move forward i do not move back i stay within my confines of what is allowed for my section and because you're a good boy i'm a good boy and i am annoyed by people who who do more than that but at the same time i do want to stand up immediately so i don't i don't know
0: but that's fine you by all means stretch out in the aisle but if you're like five rows behind me you shouldn't all of a sudden be in front of me when I haven't gotten a chance to like grab my luggage and right. get off.
1: What what are you what is their
0: plan there? Like how I, I don't know. They have to go back to get their luggage or maybe they checked it or I don't know, but that's yeah. weird. So yeah, the when we landed there, I I took it upon myself to then stand in the aisle to block everyone behind us from mm-hmm. continuing to try to do this. There we go. And then even when we landed in Chicago, there was that awkward thing of like a guy behind me wasn't sure if I was going to get off and kind of did that like stutter step so I just also barged my way into the aisle to be like no you're going to wait your fucking turn like the rest of us
1: <laughs> yeah. and then you
0: get to get off like right, right. does no that's, one that's, get that's this just how it works <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not get off when the fuck you want to yeah there's we live in a society We, do. we gotta obey we the sure rules do.
1: and uh, speaking of societies Uh societies make movies cj <laughs> That's right. Did you know this? Hold on, I actually don't want to move on yet. What What was the fun, most fun thing you did
0: uh, while you were there? Uh, probably the beach day. I I hadn't been in the ocean in many years. Also had some pretty good food. We went to. I wish I could r- remember the name of the restaurant. We the first day we got there, we spent a day and night in San Juan before uh, going out to a more remote location where they live. And, uh, I, yeah, I, as I said, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but we went to a restaurant that has a James Beard award-winning chef and so had cool. some really amazing food. The fluffiest arepas I've ever had some of the best, like breaded pork I've had, had chicken skins that were still, they, they were called chicken skins on the menu, but they still had chicken on it. It oh, was all okay. incredible. It was amazing cocktail. It it was great. And you're sitting outside listening to like nature it was the restaurant was kind of like a house and so you're like in the backyard of this house wow cool yeah so that that's was probably awesome. one of the best parts and yeah you're just like it was hot the uh, first day <laughs> we were walking around like my shirt is just like fully stuck to me because it's, uh, like, it's like sweat because it's like 95 percent humidity down there but fun fun But yeah it was fun okay cool that's yeah. awesome would recommend it was a good time Cool. Yeah, if we ever go, we'll hit up Emily's
1: brother, <laughs> your <That's> brother-in-law. Right. <laughs> it's easier to say. Cool. Um, I have news. I told you this before the podcast as well, but I'm an uncle now. Woo! My sister just had a baby a couple of days ago. So there we go. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. So exciting. Have they already signed you up for babysitting duty?
1: Not yet. No, I, I think they're still a little too loopy to, uh, yeah, uh, even be thinking that far ahead. My sister. <laughs> She she needs groceries and we were more than happy to go get groceries. Actually, mad grabbing them right now before we go to see them after this. Uh, but she wants groceries to make dinner tonight. Like I, I'm not sure why she wants to make dinner. This is her second night back from the hospital. Like wow, we brought we brought them pizza last night. Just order out again. Like yeah. you don't need to be <laughs> making dinner at this yeah, point. You can like it's, treat it's yourself okay. to another. <laughs> yeah. You you've been sleeping max like what two hours at a time like this is not that's it's okay to order in yeah. I don't know
0: I I could I get it if maybe she just wants like something homey or healthier if, if she was just sure. eating like hospital food and stuff
1: and I, I'm also speaking as someone who currently does not own a kitchen yeah so <laughs> um I I guess you know if if one had the ability to make food perhaps my Advice would be different, but I don't know. It still seems uh,
0: like you can you can slide a little bit. Yeah, while you got a new baby. Take it easy. Treat, yeah. treat yourself. Be nice to yourself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. For yourself.
1: And we're about to treat ourselves to four movie reviews. Are all are yours movies? That's right. Okay. Four movie reviews. You no know, TV shows this week, guys. Sorry, uh, but we're gonna go back and forth.
0: Yeah. Spoiler free. Okay. Spoiler yeah. free reviews. Spoiler free reviews.
1: We're just—it's just this is recommendations, right? Like we're just talking to you about movies that we think you might be interested in, or maybe not. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You still you can still watch them after we talk about them. So hang in there. Yeah. And if you watch one of the movies that we recommend,
0: tell us about it
1: on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> where you can rate and review. Reviews are to help people find this podcast. Okay, thank you.
0: All right, Steve, <laughs> you want to go first? Sure. Uh I watched the newest Indiana Jones movie. Nice. The, the Dial of Destiny the
1: destiny okay dial destiny. Uh,
0: it's uh two hours and twenty four minutes long It's Holy a lengthy one shit. yeah yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you see some theaters
0: no it, it just became available to like rent at home mm. and stuff okay uh, no, this was an at home viewing as of this record, I am currently sick, uh so it gave me an excuse to sit at home and watch some movies. It's directed by James Mangold, written by Jez Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, and David Kepp. I'm gonna guess at his last name. K O E P P. Apologies. Look, um, let's just throw more writers on this.
1: Like, yeah. Listen, writers need work, so let's just you know quadruple the number of writers per script, and maybe that'll help. The strike continues, Ken. Over a hundred days. <laughs> Uh, we're almost getting. We're we're almost at October when they they said, "Oh yeah, people will be so desperate." So yeah. Um, once we get past that, I think they'll hope uh, at least take it more seriously. I
0: don't and know. also, hey, speaking of uh, flights, uh, stand in solidarity with the flight Attendance union is uh, now on strike. I believe. Oh wow! Or about to strike. One of the two. Um, but Anyway, yeah. How is that going to work? We'll see. I,
1: I don't know if I've ever. Remember another time the flight attendants' union is strike to four. huh? Interesting. Okay. Well, anyway, go on. Sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they might be voting to strike, but anyway. Um, okay. I enjoyed it. It's an overall. It's a. It's a recommend. It's way better than the Crystal Skull. So just like pretend that that one didn't happen ever, and then you're is, gonna be good.
1: <laughs> is Shia LaBeouf in this one?
0: No. It's a okay. uh, Fleabag. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Okay. Is she like his daughter? Uh, it's his <laughs> friend's daughter. Yes. Okay. Not not his. Um, okay. Antonia Banderas shows up. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is kind of the the main oh. evil guy. Um, of course. Karen Allen reprises her role. Overall, it do- didn't feel like two hours and twenty four minutes to me. It's pretty action packed. There's no really like slow parts. But yeah, I, I it has a tomato meter score of sixty nine percent, which I think is like. I don't know, maybe just like a few points too low in my opinion. Uh hmm. audience score of 88%. Okay. I would say I'm more in line with the audience. Okay. What would you rate it? I think I, I gave this a, a 4 out of 5 on Letterbox, so about about an 8. I think this is a this is a okay. good time. This is a fun like summer blockbuster.
1: How how much is Harrison Ford pulling the weight? Like are they cuz I mean, he's he's pretty old at this point. Is he pretty old. is he still like the main focus of the movie or is he like He's in it, but, like, you know, there's other supporting characters that are, are pulling no. most of the way.
0: Main focus. it's Okay. still him. Yeah. It's Indy. All right. Good. Yep. Yeah. That's good. It's it's cool to see him back in action and still pulling off some of this stuff. That's exciting. They do, which I'm sure this is not a spoiler because it was in a lot of the news and stuff, is, like, there is some CGI de-aging in part of the movie, but okay. it's As a very small part. amount. Yeah. Okay. It's to it's set full, up full. kind of where they they're basically calling back one of the previous movies. That's why they had to do it. Okay, that's okay,
1: I think. Yeah. That's almost exciting actually. As yeah. long as they don't go full full looper or something, right, with the whole time.
0: No, it's it's yeah, it starts kind of back in time and then jumps to the present day. So you only you're only getting cool. a bit of it to start the movie off, but yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, Meg hasn't seen any of the uh, Indiana Jones movies before. I, I believe that's the case, wow. and I, I really want to marathon them now, especially that the last one, the newest one's out. But man, what do you do with Crystal Skull? Skip like, it? Do you just totally skip it? Yep, you is absolutely it, it, could
0: skip it. Is it, it does even not referenced into, in this one? Nope. <laughs> just okay. Fully skip it. Okay, great. Well, that's that's actually the best possible scenario. So yeah, okay. I Good. would say, yeah. Watch. Actually, uh, that would even be better. Again, I don't want to spoil anything, but I like because this goes back in time. This newest one, it would be yeah. better to just fully skip the Crystal Skull, and it would make okay. more sense with the original three.
1: Now, I will spoil Crystal Skull just a little bit. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, yeah. There were alien. It was an alien skull, literally. Yeah, uh, which was the part that just you know took it way off the rails for me. But I, there's been supernatural elements in in the other Indiana Jones movies. Mm-hmm. Is this one, without spoiling anything, does this one go back to Alien, or is it just, is it better, not, no Alien, hopefully? I will say it's better. Okay, all right, that's fine.
0: Yeah. All right, that's exciting. Cool, yeah, I'll, I'm definitely gonna try to get to it. Okay, but now that we brought it up, so this one, The Dial of Destiny, has a 69% on the Tomato Meter score. 400 oh, reviews. No. I know where you're going with this. Crystal Skull has a 77%. For critics? yeah.
1: They, it has a better high? score.
0: What was the audience score? Fifty three percent. Okay, that one that makes sense. Yeah, it's not that good. How do the critics like that one more than this one? I have no idea. I mean, it's I, only I by li- a few. I literally, but still, I'm flabbergasted. Yeah, that's the difference between the Crystal Skull is certified fresh, and this one is not.
1: <laughs> that is insane. <laughs>
0: yeah, that exactly. makes no sense. <laughs> Wow, uh, yeah, that is I wild. Really don't agree with that, but okay. Okay.
1: I I I don't know what to make of that. That that is I don't know. That's so strange.
0: You absolutely should watch him just skip Chris Skull entirely right, and watch right. do a marathon though, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, uh I'm gonna move on to mine. I watched uh also uh, you know, long running franchise, uh as and this is the second movie in it. Uh, this is tw- 2023's, oh, it's just called Meg 2, The Trench. I thought it was The Meg, but it's just Meg 2, colon, Use The, the Trench. Better. Yeah, I, sure, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'll just read the, uh, the synopsis on IMDb. A research team encounters multiple threats while exploring the depths of the ocean, including a malevolent mining operation. Wow, it doesn't even mention sharks at all in this. Uh, <laughs> listen, you know what the mega is, right? It's a giant shark. A giant shark. Uh, this one is worse than the second one. Or the first one, I mean. Uh, I, I actually have a little bit of backstory on this. Um, that doesn't give anything away, but it, it actually has most of the same cast as the first one. Have you seen the first one, Siege? No,
0: I feel okay. like I should, though. The
1: first one is also not very good, but it's still fun.
0: Yeah.
1: This one is... Oh, just so certain parts are just so poorly done. You know how, I don't know if it was you and me who were talking about this, but like certain good action sequences use space really well. So that like when you're, when you're viewing it, you understand where everyone is and what's going on. And this movie did not do any of that. Uh, At at one point, Jason Statham, who's the main character, uh, is trying to save some people. But you don't actually know where the people are in relation to Jason Statham, and he's fighting someone to try to get to them. But I don't know where he's even trying to go or what's going on at all, really. And half the movie, I was lost. It was very
0: upsetting. Did it feel like the Born Identity movies were just the action? It's just like camera cuts constantly. So you yeah. can't follow the flow. God, I gotta hate that.
1: But it would break the. Oh, I forget what rule it is from like the two film classes I took in college. But. <laughs> There's a rule where when you're viewing two people, um, you're not supposed to go. So like you shoot one person at a slight angle and then you shoot the other person at a slight angle, but you're not ever supposed to go with the camera on the other side of those two people when you're shooting the uh, the two of them. So yeah. if you shoot one person from one angle, you stay on the like side of Like over their right, right shoulder. Right. It should and stay. then you go from the, over the left shoulder yeah. of the other person. Right. Uh, They were breaking that all over the place with some of those action sequences where I'm just like, where am I? What is happening? Anyway, maybe that only applies to dialogue. I could be more critical than maybe it needs to be, but I don't think so. Anyway, the reason this movie even got made in the first place was because the Meg performed so well overseas that they basically hired a second lead in... uh, Oh, no, his real name is... Juming Zhang, uh, who's a a giant action star in, I believe, in Asia. And so he played opposite of Jason Statham, but they're both on the same side to kind of market to Asian audiences. Um, So I believe this movie was mainly made for overseas profits, which is kind of fun, but it's still a really bad movie. Uh, I didn't say who wrote it yet. Directed by Ben Wheatley and writers John Hober, Aaron Eric Hober and Dean Georgaris. T- two, two siblings again, and a, a third for a writer. That's so strange, isn't it? Yours had two, two siblings in it. Yeah. This got a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch. But it got a 73% for the audience score. Interesting. Yeah, interesting for sure. Uh, I gave it a one-star on Renton, on, uh, on Letterboxd. You can follow me at KDRISC01. And, I did see that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. I wrote, I mean, there's so much wrong with this movie. It's hard to even tell what was going on half the time. Sharks are cool, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, and that, that's my entire uh, thought on it. Sharks uh, are cool. Two out of ten for me.
0: The first one is called The Meg, and so they dropped right. the the for the second one. I don't know right.
1: why. It, <laughs> I don't know. Meg 2.
0: <laughs> so uh, not a recommend, huh?
1: No, don't recommend it. Maybe watch the first one. Okay. And if you really like that, I mean, you kind of like those... Like bad action movies? <laughs> action movies, yeah. Yeah. From Some of the ones you've you reviewed before, so maybe you would like it. I mean, it's Jason Statham is still in it. Yeah, I like so. him. Yeah.
0: All right. What do you got? Next up for me is The Flash. Mm. The DC movie. Oh, yeah, don't spoil this one, because I, I do really want to watch this. Yeah, it's also available now on Max. Um, oddly enough, it has the exact same runtime as Dial of Destiny, also wow. 2 hours and 24 minutes. Wow. It's, I just thought it was a weird coincidence. That is a weird coincidence. Lots of coincidences this podcast episode. What's yeah. going on? The Tomato Meter score is at a 63%, so not great. Okay. Uh, audience score of 83%. Audience liked it way more. Okay. Barry Allen, who is the Flash, uses his super speed to change the past, but his attempt to save his family creates a world without superheroes, forcing him to race for his life in order to save the future. Oh. Uh, it's directed by Andy. Gonna butcher his last name. uh M- Mushetti, I think, who is a oh. horror director. Yeah, uh, he directed it. Yeah, it and it chapter two and Mama. Um, hmm. thought you might like that. That's interesting. Okay. I do want to dive into a couple of the writers, because, again, written by multiple people, at least according to IMDb. So, first one, Christina Hodson. She wrote Birds of Prey, the, Haley, the Harley Quinn oh, DC movie. Okay. And she wrote Bumblebee, which <laughs> okay. we've talked about. right? And she's credited as a writer for Fast X Part 2. Wow. She is major Hollywood. Jen. Yeah. That's crazy. A lot of blockbusters. Uh, huh. Then you have... Uh, John Francis Daly, who I was like, why does that name sound so familiar? He plays Sam Weir from Freaks and Geeks. (laughs) Oh, okay.
1: Interesting. So he's a
0: writer. And then you have uh, Jonathan Goldstein, who directed and wrote the screenplay for the Dungeons and Dragons Horror Among Thieves movie. Cool. It's like, it's a lot of good people. Yeah. Yeah. You have Ezra Miller uh, playing uh, Barry the Flash. Uh, I'm just gonna everyone. You can go ahead and Google him and try to catch up with his, what's been going on with him in the news. I'm not going to bother dipping my toes into it. Cause I don't, I don't know, know a lot of info, info. Some stuff has come up. I, I don't know enough to get into it. Some maybe predatory behavior. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so everyone can go check out. I'm sure what is his latest Wikipedia entry, but then you have Michael Keaton, and uh, Sasha Kale as uh, sort of a Supergirl-type character. And Ron Livingston as The Flash's dad. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching Ken's eyes read the, Sorry, the, I, I, had, I had to
1: understand what was going on with uh, Ezra Miller. Yeah. And it's
0: it, none of it's good. Anyway. Yep. Uh, yeah. Don't know if he'll be back, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I think... Because we've been so hit over the head with multiverse stuff in the past few years. Um, it's not as is, novel anymore. Yeah, it feels like kind of just another entry into like, oh, know. let's let's do multiverse stuff. That's so hilarious. I think if this had come out like years ago, it probably would have been like better because it would have felt like different and new. Hmm. There's still it's still like a little different than I think how Marvel has handled it. But not enough to feel like cool, I think, in my opinion, okay overall, it's like it's entertaining, but I think comes out for me just kind of average uh, again, just bucking it in, in the typical like superhero type movie. I gave this a a three out of five stars on Letterboxd. You can follow me on letterbox at cjw uh, so which I think is what I'm giving most like Marvel movies these days, just kind of a a six out of ten. They're entertaining. But, you know, they're fine. I I don't know much more to say about that. What I do want to talk about, uh, one little part, is a I want to spoil a sort of CGI cameo. Okay. So, in real life, Nick Cage almost played Superman. Did you oh, know this? that's right. I, d- I do remember hearing that, yeah. So, he was cast as Superman in a movie that was going to be called Superman Lives, but that movie never got made. It was going to be except in the multiverse, huh? Except in the multiverse. Oh, that's crazy. This in real life, it was going to be directed by Tim Burton and written by Kevin Smith. Oh, that's the Tim Burton one. Okay, yeah. They even made a documentary about this called "The Death of Superman Lives: Colon What Happened," which now I kind of want to watch. That's
1: such a great title. Yeah, (laughs) the death of Superman lives.
0: For those interested, you can just right now Google Nick Cage Superman and you can see him in the costume mm-hmm. and everything. Like the the photos and videos are out there. I've definitely seen that. Yeah, so that makes like a tiny CGI cameo um in this movie. I will I do want to add to my Letterboxd review was speaking of people going on strike. Ken, I don't know if you've seen but the Marvel VFX artists are are voting to unionize.
1: I did see that, which is good. Which, I, yes. I, I
0: totally understand that. Totally support I mean, I that. Understand so,
1: all of it, but that one especially for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. My review for this movie was hoping all VFX artists unionize so the CGI can be decent, because <laughs> in this movie it was pretty bad. I, I'm sure. Yeah. For being a shame. like new movie in 2023, the year of our Lord, yeah. to have still like mediocre CGI is like oh well something. Something happened here. We definitely mm-hmm. have. We've seen other movies. We know it can be done well. The whole but, bidding war process that they have going on for VFX yeah. artists and, and
1: studios is ridiculous. So, yes. yeah, definitely unionize and get that sorted out because that, I mean, obviously quality is suffering because of it. Yeah. So that's crazy. That's, that's the flash for you. Circling back to your rating, I was listening to a podcast recently that was talking about just the fatigue that people are having for superhero stuff. And, I mean, DC always is on the lower end of quality, it seems like, for for movies. But they also have less content than Marvel does. But Marvel pumps out so much shit that even if you were to keep up with it, yeah, you're starting to get fatigue from, from just watching what is starting to feel like the same stuff over and over, even if the stories are new and, you know, they're from different storylines it's it's like you know people are bored of it i guess yeah
0: i think too like marvel has disney behind them now so like a you know right multi-million dollar which like they have dc as warner brothers so i don't know similar but i think but yeah i i'm totally with you and as a fan of this shit like as a current comic book reader and superhero fan Mm -hmm. even i'm like all right, let's let's give this one a, a a go and then come out being like, yep, pretty mediocre. Yeah, yeah. I I do want to keep watching stuff, and I I will watch
1: the Flash because a I like time travel and b I like multiverse stuff. So I don't know yeah. what am I going to do, but but I also don't give a shit about the DCU <laughs> here, so yeah, because it's
0: just so fragmented and fucked up. I don't know. It's... It is apparently. I was reading this. I think this and the next Aquaman movie, I think it was, are supposed to be kind of their uh, sort of like refresh, where okay. like the this movie and the Aquaman the new Aquaman movie will be kind of the new DCU and everything okay. else they're going to be like that was that was something else we're kind of starting over and yeah uh, okay yeah I I don't know the, I don't under know. James Gunn.
1: I saw that James Gunn was taking over. I'm not sure how exactly that's going to work with sweeping stuff under the rug like that, but uh, well, I'm curious. I, I trust James Gunn. I mean,
0: yeah, he's, he's I like his stuff.
1: Great. All right, uh, CJ put a timer on at the beginning of the show, and it has gotten beyond the point where I'm going to be able to talk about this movie and meet the time. So I'm glad we're not actually restricted by this anymore. <laughs> I watched 2018's Butterfly Kisses. CJ, what? (laughs) This is a found footage horror movie where I'll read the IMDb synopsis. Uh, Oh, sorry. Let me first do the director, directed by Eric Christopher Myers and written by him as well. The IMDb synopsis is a filmmaker discovers a box of videotapes depicting two students' disturbing film project featuring a local horror legend, the Peeping Tom. As he sets out to prove this story is real and release it as a work of his own, he loses himself and the film crew following him into his project, which is a super confusing synopsis. Um, Here's the real synopsis of this movie. It's kind of a film within a film within a film, which is maybe why this is kind of confusing, but there is uh, at the heart of it, some videotapes of two college students trying to prove that a urban legend is real and the urban legend is, and this isn't spoiling anything, that there's this one train tunnel that if you stand at the end of it uh, at 11 p.m. at night and look at the other end without blinking for one full hour until midnight, you will see the peeping Tom appear at the end of it. And from then on, anytime time you blink, you will get a little bit closer. Spooky. Until he's right in front of you. And then he's tickling you with his eyelashes, Ugh. a.k.a. Butterfly Kisses, which is where the title comes from. I don't like that. Yeah. Gross. And then I think he kills you or something. So, yeah, some dude, some, a filmmaker finds the tapes of these people who are trying to prove that it's real, and he's trying to edit it together into a, a conclusive film, but then on top of that, there's a f- documentary crew following him about the process he's going through. So mm. that's why it's multi-its. I don't know. It's It's a whole thing, but... Uh, pretty creepy. Yeah. Uh, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a cool story. Um, and what they end up doing to actually get it to happen is is cool too, because you know, physically, no one's ever going to be able to keep their eyes open for a full hour. So, they they don't make that leap or anything like that. They what they do, and they, it's not a spoiler, but they set up a camera to film all the way to the end of the tunnel for one full hour. And ever after that, anytime they turn the camera on and off, that counts as a blink. So you see, the, you see the guy in the camera, and it's really creepy.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh oh. Yeah. I thought it was cool, and I liked the multi-layers of the story as well, which is why yeah. I'm saying that that's not a spoiler because there's other things going on. So, yeah, really cool. I had never heard of it before uh, for an older movie, maybe a l- little bit older. And, yeah, if you, like, found footage, I would say check this out. Um, this got – I mean, this is an indie horror movie, so I'm sure it didn't actually get a ton of critical – viewings, but it's has a hundred percent around tomatoes. So do with that what you will.
0: Yeah, I clicked into that. It's got five
1: reviews. That's right. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. But that's something. And then a sixty five percent audience score, which I think is fair. On letterboxd I gave it uh three and a half stars, so seventy, seven seven out of ten for me. Yeah. Which I thought pretty pretty fair. I, I think it needed more of a budget. It's just a super low budget indie movie, but with that, I, I mean, I thought they did some pretty creepy things, and I got pretty creeped out watching it at night. So, and spooky season starts to come up, it's coming up within a month. See, oh we're almost at spooky season. I'm
0: gonna be so scared. I know.
1: Maybe check this one out, Butterfly Kisses. I would, I would recommend it. I think this is a one of the better found footage movies. Which is hard to do. How did you hear about that, or like come across that? So I. Um, I follow pretty closely horror news, specifically bloodydisgusting.com. I just subscribed to their feed and they posted an article of top 5 horror movies with cursed films in it. And I had seen all of the other ones except for this so one. Specific. So, it is a very specific, but I love cursed film movies. Oh, they're so fun. Like either my favorite one is Cigarette Burns, which is actually an episode of Masters of Horror. But it was written directed by John Carpenter, oh. who did Halloween and The Thing and a bunch of other stuff. And stars Norman Reedus from Walking Dead. Dang. It's a really, really cool, just hour long thing, but I mean it's it's a it's basically a movie. Where some guy's trying to track down some super super cursed movie and bad things happen when he finds it. It's it's fun. Um but yeah, there's it's a fun uh premise for a horror movie. So
0: Yeah, I like that idea.
1: Yeah. Uh
0: and with that, those are our four recommendations or movies we've seen recently. One one full recommendation from me and another, like, eh. You know, it's fine. Yeah. I got I got one full recommendation and one don't watch it. So yeah. <laughs> Do with that what you will. Uh next week we will be discussing Barbie. Barbie. We're a little little
1: late, but we're yeah. going to talk about Barbie because, you know, two white guys have to talk about Barbie.
0: It's so a friend of the show, Julia Sullivan. Yes. Uh, and then after that, uh, might be hearing from a family member of mine. Hint, hint. Oh, wink. wink, wink. brother? Uh, we'll see. Maybe. Oh, okay. Cool. That's
1: fun. It's always fun to have on.
0: Yeah. I'm, I might be busy, though. So yeah. We'll yeah. I, your your <laughs> schedule looks pretty busy. Yeah. This might be hard to schedule that one. Okay, and then after that, returning guest Ryan Haltman. That's right. We have the whole the whole rest of the month planned out. That's right. And pretty soon we'll have all of October planned out. So we're we're
1: we're getting pretty lined up here. It's going to be a busy couple couple of months here.
0: Yeah, I gotta Check it out. Prepare myself to get spooked.
1: Oh yeah, get all the lights turned up to the change all the light bulbs. Now's the time. Do
0: like orange and black?
1: Ooh Just yeah, black bulbs. Black black light? <laughs> sure. That's a thing. Yeah. For those who don't know, uh, this is just a fun fact about our house. When we purchased the house, there's two large black light, uh, like tube lights, just hardwired in our basement. What? Yeah. Did you not know that? Oh, yeah. That's, that's a so. thing. Yeah. I don't know what the hardwired.
0: hell. Yeah. Hardwired. Wow. Really weird. Just for like one or two black light posters, I'm sure they had yeah i'm sure they they lived there
1: for years and years and years so i'm sure through the 70s maybe they like the black light posters i don't know hell yeah
0: mm, kind of weird all right siege where can people find us follow us on all the things at we talking pod uh we're on tiktok now when this episode airs i will probably have posted a couple more instagram reels and tiktok videos go check those out more of those in the future i'm sure email us at overtakenpod at gmail.com. Call your text at usacat1591. All right. They're not, they're not here. Where are they? They
1: get lost? Is it because I already mentioned? I think it's because I already mentioned to yeah, and review an Apple did. podcast. I, okay. Right, that's a loophole. get rid of them? I think you just gotta a loophole. Cover it <laughs> I got to do it early. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right. This is long to figure it out. Wow. I guess so. Yeah. Tell, tell your friends and spread the word. you would really appreciate it. I feel like we need something interesting to put at the end here that is like actually worth listening to other than as we always say, so that people stay through our credits portion. But I don't know what that would be. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was produced by Ken and CJ. Edited by CJ. This week, it was just the boys. Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs.